0: Hello, folks, and welcome back to the Inside The Mix podcast. If you are a new listener, please do hit that subscribe button. And if you're watching on YouTube, make sure you hit the notification bell as well so you get notified when there's a new episode. And also when we go live, which we are now because it's an episode of The Producers Pub. If you are a returning listener, a big welcome back. So as I mentioned then, this is an episode of The Producers Pub. It's a very popular platform, so if you're a new audience or a new listener, basically what happens is I've got four producers, artists with me today, and we're going to play 30 seconds worth of music from each of them, listen to it, and then discuss it thereafter. So if you're watching this on YouTube live, please do put uh, something in the comments. Um, you can get involved. Of oh, There's no one there at the moment, and uh, there might not be throughout. Who knows? So with that in mind, uh, let's start with our first track, and this is from
1: Russell Nash. Russell,
0: what have we got coming up?
1: Um, this is just a track that I, I just kind of threw together uh, last night. Um, it's for another project that, like, I can't I can't really talk about. But like, uh, I'm gonna. I was thinking about using this is actually um, to add it to, to to something I've actually already released because uh, I was I was considering remastering my my uh, my EP called Cyber Odyssey, and then I'd always intended to write a fourth track for it, and then I, I reckon that this this will be it because it's got the same kind of vibe as the other tracks so it's got like a kind of sci-fi kind of kind of vibe to it fantastic okay so let's give this a go
0: here we go this is uh 30 seconds of Russell Nash what are you using for your bass the um the i don't know how to describe it. it's like that growl sound what are you using what uh,
1: plugin or synth are you using for that um all all of this demo is done on the uh, the arturias like uh, cs80 uh, plugin oh man i i remember
0: using that a while back do you have the arturia uh, plugin suite where you got like the dx7 the the moog Profit, all that sort of stuff uh yes short (laughs) answer excellent uh well there we go he does um we'll put an affiliate link in for that no i like that let's let's just let's just say i acquired oh i see i see i just hit my microphone stand i see reading between the lines i get you i get you man um <laughs> no i really like that um i think it sounds good. nice I, li- I like the bass in it i'm always a big fan of the sort of bass sounds um <laughs> yeah that's my best way i can put it together i'll open it up to the floor what do you think what do you think folks
2: yeah i really like the drums on it actually um the drums are sounding nice as well so good sound on them yeah i, li- I like that i like the track it's good um sort of feels like it needs a little bit of padding out maybe just a little bit more sort of fullness in it but like you know that's only judging on what sound we're getting here but like you know um but it, it depends where it is in the track as well you know sort of i mean I, I, we've only heard 30 seconds so i don't know where it's going next but it sounds good i like the melody sort of um sense as well
1: that's like the uh the intro like like the intro up right. to like you know the what would be like i don't know like the first first yeah. start and something like yeah. that so uh i'll 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 can kind of add to it as the track goals yeah. so yeah, will I'll yeah. add more to to kind of flesh it out a bit with the cost of your drums
0: mate do you are you programming drums or do you have like a drum uh drummer I I don't know how to describe it you know you can get some soft synth drummers whereby they, they'll create a pattern for you or do you do you program them yourself on like a midi keyboard or trigger them like i
1: i program like all 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 my drums um, like i've 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 kind of explained this one before but like uh like some of some of you's already know that like i you know i used to play guitar in bands and stuff like that before i get into this this whole uh synthy thing um and i used to i used to write demos for like my band when i was like 20 and um the drummer always used to complain that the drums you know the program drums that i made for the demos were always shit <laughs> so he was always on my ass to like to write more interesting drum parts so like uh I just started uh, like really really listening to you know whenever I whenever I was had my mp3 player on or whatever I I would listen really carefully to what the drums were doing and then I would go home and I'd try to replicate them and then yeah I, I don't know I, I guess I just kind of get fly for it um so uh yeah you can thank my old drummer Ian nice nice
0: it's uh, I I program them by hand uh, as you do as well yeah but it's not one of my stronger suits, is, I find it a bit of a ball ache sometimes, but no, it sounds good, mate, I always like your drums there's always nice little fills and stuff going on in there, these fast sort of fills you've got going, man, really like them um, I'll, I'll sp- spread it around, uh, Jake, what, what are your thoughts, mate?
3: Yeah, that was really cool, mate, I love the uh, the pad sound that you used and the chords that you've chosen are sort of unpredictable they're not what you'd expect and I think it's, it's really cool, you've definitely got your own sound going on there, mate Yeah,
0: cheers, man nice nice thank you jake uh uh Mind, what are
4: your thoughts man i really like this music i really like the bass as a bass player i think that this music reminds me tom sawyer of rush i really like the bass <laughs> okay
0: yeah. nice nice tom sawyer, okay, yeah. yeah that's I'll take that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's a great song. Man, that makes me want to go and have a
2: Rush binge now. That's the moment on my soundtrack yeah. to the week. Geddy Lee, Some who was voted Kerrang's most ugly man of rock. Yeah. Mm, How yeah. <laughs> 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 was he really? Yeah. Well, he was. A... <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, he was a very talented ugly man. Yeah, yeah. You don't have to look good.
0: Yeah, well, this is it. Yeah, yeah. Uh, poor Geddy Lee. I'm sure there's got to be worse people looking than Getty Lee. Uh, Fantastic stuff. Excellent. Thank you, uh, Russell. Um,
2: Next one is from aisle nine. What have we got coming up? Well, this is a bit left field because like normally, as you know, I do synth waves as well. I think everyone else here, but like um, this is a sort of side project um, called Mirror Dome, which we're releasing on this track on the 11th. and, um, yeah, Russell likes the Mirror Dame concert. It wasn't actually about baldness, but, no, you know, it just came out that way. But, like, um, uh, yeah. Um, but um, m- my friend and I, he's actually bald as well, so there we go. There was a, a connection. But, yeah, the two of us, he's a bass player, um, well, sort of multi-instrumentalist, but both are sort of thing and um it's an actual sort of physical project we get together sort of um uh, you know during the week it's sort of we have one session a week and we've been doing so for a while and we've sort of written a whole load of tracks um gradually and I guess it's sort of a bit of a mixture of some of my synthy influences and other influences and he's quite into trip-hop as well because I mean Bristol's not far from here there's a bit of Bristol trip hop Uh, thing, so the West Country has been big with trip hop in the past. So, I think some of that's coming through, but it's so it's a bit of a mixture of like more more sort of slightly live music kind of things, like some guitars. But again, we tend to sample things, bass, and we've recorded. Uh, we've done some live recordings of the drums as well and then turned them into loops. This one actually, I think, was the first one we did. Um, and so it hasn't got that kind of treatment. It's it's more of a s- sort of sequence. You know, again, I programmed the drums. But um, yeah, so um, it's, yeah, you have to see what you think. I mean, it's got a slight lo fi lean as well, I guess. So, um, but yeah, it's going to be out on the 11th at Mirrodome Music. Nice. Mm-hmm.
0: Dame, you I you know what, and, and so you mentioned it then. I hadn't put the link between mirrordome and um, your your aesthetic together. No, so. I hadn't either, really. But like <laughs> Russell laughed a lot, so I <laughs> no. thought he must have picked up on
2: something. <laughs> <laughs> mm-hmm. yeah. uh, anyway, okay, here we go.
0: Excellent stuff. I can definitely hear the lo-fi in it. And it. it yeah. once again, I know the platform that we're using sort of, it does rinse the audio quality that you're, you're presenting. But rest assured, when this goes live, it will be the proper one. But I can definitely, uh, you, you can hear how you've got those sort of organic sounding instruments as well and, and how it's different to the usual stuff. It's really cool, mate. I can imagine that. I listen to like those sort of studying and focus playlists yeah. on Spotify. Yeah. And I can imagine it sitting in there really, really nicely it's really cool man i can hear the lo-fi element
2: thank you i think i i mean you know some vinyl bits there's all kinds of bits going on but at the same time i think it's like it's almost like sort of intelligent lo-fi musical lo-fi it's got like it does have quite a lot of changes and playing and stuff rather than it just being like oh we've taken something and we've sort of slowed it down we've put it through a vat of reverb or you know what i mean or with it's very crunchy or all those sort of lo-fi type things it's got all of Those elements, but I think at the same time we're trying to sort of, yeah. I mean, we're two people who've played a lot and done a lot of music live and play a lot, so I guess it's got that musicality, hopefully, to it. But it's always hard to not overdo that to the point where you actually make something that no one, you know, you turn into Geddy Lee. No, um, uh, but like we're we're trying, we're trying to sort of not overdo the kind of musicness you know not go up our own bums being musicians and play jazz solos but at the same time it's kind of trying to sort of put a bit of musical influence into that sort of slightly lo-fi sort of spot I suppose but you know we'll see how we go you, you didn't want any Django Reinhardt going on there oh, I don't It'd know I
0: love a bit of things. Django yeah, yeah 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 a bit of Django I'm a, I, I had a guitar tutor my fingers, once, and. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> he he uh, he was teaching me how to play it was a guitar teacher teaching me mm. guitar but he basically is one of those ones where you just <laughs> I know point out the obvious I just turned, go to his house and he would just jam in front of me and play like gypsy jazz and I'd be like well I'm not really learning anything here you're just playing like Django Reinhardt to me for an hour uh, I didn't really get anywhere so that that's my redeeming memory of Django Reinhardt yeah yeah uh, but yeah, yeah, no, I, I think it's cool, man. I like the idea of intelligent. I'm not this. I'm not saying that, like, lo-fi isn't intelligent. No, no, I like no nor am I. Lo-fi, lo-fi intelligent, yeah. um, which is really cool. Because I think we had this discussion on Friday, didn't we, where we said that you could just, like, stick a fucked up reverb on it, slow yeah. it down, and then you can have some lo-fi, you know? But I'm sure the lo-fi purists will
2: Yeah, no, I know there's that, some there brilliant go. lo-fi stuff. There's some amazing stuff out there. But, you know, it's like any genre, isn't it? It's lots of different things, in it? Hmm. What does anyone else think?
1: Right, I think I'll probably be, I'll probably be alone here. But I, uh, I don't know, man. I, I could just picture like fucking Adam Levine crooning over that. Um, Adam, like I, I was just, I was totally hearing, like you know, you know, the singer yeah. from uh, Maroon Five. Yeah. Like he has got that. I could, I could just totally hear him, um, like, cr- like,
2: yeah, like a Maroon Five thing. Wow, yeah, I know. It's, maybe it's got that funky sort of. Rock, you know that pop funk rock funk you know that kind of element to it as well perhaps yeah yeah you
1: know i mean it's not it's not it's not exactly it's not exactly like that but like i was just getting like a little bit of that vibe and like yeah. I, I could just i could picture him singing over it oh. um it also reminded me a little bit of uh are you familiar with uh bonobo no bonobo or oh
2: yeah
1: bonobo. Yeah, yeah yeah Bonobo, like, bonobo they're, yes. they're like, yeah 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 like yeah. Uh, I, I I was getting a tiny, tiny bit of that vibe from it as well. But no, I I liked it, man. Like, his, Yeah, because his, I think we like things like that sort of sneaker pimps. Yeah, we
2: like sort of some of the sort of that kind of down tempo stuff like yeah, yeah, yeah. Massive Attack, Sneaker Pimps, all those kind of sort of things that that kind of stuff from back there. I guess they're sort of late 90s, two thousand, sort of like sort of stuff, Porter's Head, all that kind of thing.
0: But I was, just, I was just going to say Portishead, because yeah. um, you mentioned Bristol, didn't you? And, yes. And Portishead and whatnot, and you've yeah. got that sound. Yeah. Bristol's definitely got a sound, hasn't it? it has. When I was there, living there, it's got yeah.
2: uh, yeah. to help. I, th- but I think it's just trying it. to sort of think of that now, because, of course, that was then, and it's not a very now thing. But like like everything else, it's got retro sort of. Yeah. I don't think i do anything that hasn't got a bit of retro, really. That's probably because I don't know what now is. <laughs> Cool. Um,
0: open up to the floor again. Any, any thoughts? Uh, Warmind, what are your thoughts?
4: Man, I really like this music. I really like the groove. And as a bass player, I always pay attention in the bass, uh, the sound, the bass. I think it's a, a just bass or a precision yeah. bass, right?
2: Yeah, that's right. Yeah, it's actually a, a really... Um, it's a 1970s, I think. Like... Um, Precision, yeah, um, on that one with flat-wounds on the... Yeah, it's a really gorgeous bass, my friend's bass. He didn't let anyone else play it, really. It's really nice. It's actually quite hard to play, but it sounds nice. Yeah, yeah, it's a really nice bass, yeah.
4: Yeah, I, I have a music man here, a Stingray. Aye. But the sound yeah, yeah. Is, is much punch, you know?
2: Yeah, much more punch. And the, the, yeah.
4: The, yeah, jazz bass is, is really... Smooth. I really love the sound of the bass and its precision.
2: I recorded it through a UAD six one zero sort of plugin, which is kind of their their kind of recreation of like the famous Motown channel on those desks that you, you people used to sort of the the classic Motown sound was to go straight into the desk DI with your bass through the channel and using the kind of the saturation that the that channel kind of produced on the bass, and it does give you that kind of that real sort of woody kind of sound on the, on the, on the bass, which is nice if, well, it wouldn't be any good if you were doing a sort of full on funkal metal thing, but it's, it's good for that kind of, you know, that, that kind of vibe, that sort of mellow vibe. Yeah. Fantastic. Uh, Jake, any thoughts, buddy?
3: Yeah. So I, um I got like a Jean-Michel Jaws Zoo look sort of feel from the chopped vocal sample and, Not only in the sense of the sound, you've also got, like, the approach that you had with that album, I reckon, of combining organic instruments with electronics, like the sampling and stuff. I think it's really cool, man. It's really Mm -hmm. different. It stands out.
1: We'll
0: be right back. So I've got a hunch about a common struggle we all face, mastering. If you're an independent artist or music producer, you've probably encountered the frustration of masters that just don't hit the mark, right? They lack balance and refuse to play nicely across different devices and environments. Ever found yourself wondering, why don't my masters sound like my references? Perhaps you've spent countless hours attempting to master your tracks only to be unsatisfied with the results. Maybe you've tried every silver bullet plugin or even dabbled in AI. Or perhaps you're already working with an engineer, but you're eager to explore different possibilities. Well, here's the solution you've been searching for, synth music mastering. I'm offering a game-changing opportunity with a one-time free test master for a limited time picture elevating your music with my unwavering commitment to quality and a personalized touch that you just don't get with the big mastering studios the best part it won't cost you a penny Just submit your finished mix and let's see how we can transform your music together. Don't let mastering be a mystery any longer. Say goodbye to the frustration and step into a world of sonic excellence. Grab your free Test Master now, click the link in the episode description, or head over to synthmusicmastering.com. Oh, thank
2: you. Yeah. Yeah, I do... I will not deny liking Jean-Michel Jarre. So that's definitely been an influence <laughs> on me at points. So, yeah, although he's, um, you know, I don't think I'm about to stand in Docklands doing lasers, but, you know, he's a, he was amazing because I remember it was like, it was kind of like one of those things that I saw quite a bit. I think I was still, you know, um, I don't know what age I was, but relatively young when I, I he was busy doing some of his, performing sort of things like, you know, on the telly and sort of stuff. It was kind of like he was sort of turning up all the time. So I definitely listened to Oxygen and all that sort of stuff quite a lot. Yeah, it's just pretty classic, really. You don't realise sometimes when someone's breaking sort of, you know, groundbreaking stuff really at the time, I think it's only years later, you go like, who else was making music that sounded like that at the time? You know, it's quite sort of fresh. And now loads of dance music, loads of other stuff has taken it all on. So, yeah, it's good cool i'll take a bit of jar any day
0: so i mean you're not going to have lasers at the gig in in
2: october tim no there'll be lasers yeah, yeah. <laughs> coming out my eyes yeah <laughs> <laughs> i don't know i don't know i don't know if there'll be lasers at um the strong rooms but yeah no yeah, but yeah. Probably won't be any way fine.
0: Opportunity to uh, to plug the gig there. Yeah, um, just for that, we might as well plug it now. And um, what is the gig, Tim?
2: Yeah, um, it's a Dusk Waves gig. So that's that, that's kind of a um, people are putting it on. Um, it's at the Strong Rooms, and you're going to ask me the date, and I can't remember it now. It's October, isn't it? October the something. Yeah yeah 20, i want to say 22nd but i could be wrong yeah twenty seventh, 22nd something like that yeah around around that um and um yeah basically it's um up in london um uh in the strong rooms and there's going to be a sort of whole load of retro wave artists so sort of um four of us i think go uh, on like yeah and aisle nine i will be doing that with my drummer Stu and playing live yeah i'm just um checking up on my thing when it actually is live in October the 14th I think yeah Sunday it's a Sunday afternoon gig I think or something it's an afternoon gig that's what dust waves tend to do so you know should be good mm. yeah
0: I'm hoping to uh I'm planning on popping along to that so audience listening uh if you are in the London area on the 14th do uh attend yeah do attend it's, it's all going to be time. free so you know. Say I just double
1: checked it by the way it's it's it's, it's definitely the 14th
2: I yeah cool. thanks man there we go
0: Excellent. Thank you, R9. Um, If we go on to the third track of today, the third artist, uh, Wallmind, what uh, have we got coming up? Tell us a bit about the song.
4: Man, uh, Walls of Time is a song released in 2023 from the album Walls of Time. I want to make a music that was mysterious, but at the same time striking. For this, I chose simple elements like drum, a pad, an arp to set the mood of the song. I don't use a tons of channels on Ableton Live. I believe in the minimalism of the music. With simple elements, you can convey what music needs. The bass is key to Rev. I use as inspiration. By constants, uh, the same bass like our friend Russell. I I love the Tom Sawyer bass, and I use the silent, the synth silent to do this bass you will realize that the song tells a story. It starts slow and builds up. Afterwards, the arpeggio starts giving greatness to the music. So then, uh, as the arpeggio ends, the drums stops and the only sound of the pad remains, making the music brief. So what I did was reduce elements at the end of the music. It's important to say that there is no right or wrong, but I prefer to tell a progressive story that starts with a few elements and then... I add new elements to create dynamics. Charts are about feeling and emotional energy that help listeners connect and vibe with our music. You have to try to imagine your entire track like a movie script. We can add instruments and expression to increase the energy of the music or even remove the instruments to reduce the energy. It also makes music more satisfying to the human here. And in Walls of Time Music, I do my all-favorite transitions, which is going from high energy to nothing. In the lead of the song, I use a light sound to contrast with the initial bass of the song. There is all kinds of options out there. There are many timbers, options that you can use in a song. But the most important thing is to choose sounds that go well with each other. And for that, the producer must do a job of meeting the intended timbre new leads, new pads, and new sounds, new bass. It's, it adds little elements of surprise to our ears, like, oh, what is that? It's really open other possibilities in, in your mind. After all, we are binding a track. This is how it works. It's such a great tool to use when you want something that's really kind of unexpected
0: fantastic um thank you for the comprehensive description as well it's brilliant um i'm looking forward to this as as soon as you mentioned then about minimalistic approach um, i'm with you on that uh, because i'm a huge huge advocate of minimalism and a minimalistic approach and also what you said about there about removing aspects rather than adding so uh yeah big 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 on that one so i'm hoping it's going to play from the beginning because i know i demoed it earlier if it doesn't i'll quickly revert it back to the beginning Excellent. I really do want to play the whole song, but in the interest of fairness, I'm going to stop at a third, 34 seconds. Uh, but I love that. I really like the way you had those plucks come in and then they sort of transition nicely into the next part. And I really like that in songwriting where you introduce an element in the part before and then it sort of, it's the main focal point of the next part. And I can hear it once again. I can see why you like Russell's track because you've got that growling, that girthy growl bass sound in there as well. Um, I really like the plucks uh, that you've got going on there, and you've mentioned you use silent. Is that right? You use silent?
4: Yeah, I use silence.
0: Yeah, yeah. Did you use that? How? What did you use for the pluck sounds?
4: For the plucks, I use uh, uh, ah, the
0: Nice, nice. I really like those. I'm really nice. That's a really, really nice chilled like synth song, man. I could, I'm gonna, uh, yeah, yeah. Listen to that.
4: Yeah. Thanks, mate. Arturia. What's that, Arturia Synth? Arturia Synth. Uh, yeah, uh, let me remember. In the pad, I use Diva, too. And in Arpeggio, I use the Nexus 64. Remember this synth, this plugin? Yeah.
2: Yeah, no, it's, it's nice. I like the... 64. Yeah, Nexus is really good. It's just too expensive. I can't afford it. <laughs> <laughs> Keep looking at buying yes. Nexus and then go like, ah, oh, it's just too much money. I used to have the previous version of Nexus, and then they went from thirty-two bit to sixty-four bit, and that's magically stopped working. So I didn't yeah. buy it. The yet. base
4: I use the silence, silence. and it's an important thing to say. Uh, that in a music, I always look uh, how songs are structured, what make a chorus stand out, and how you create an intro that moves people. In general, there is no right or wrong when it comes to songwriting. However, if play you pay close attention, you see that the most of the tracks you love have a similar structure. A great example of, a great example of changing the structure of the song was made by the producer of the band Ready Against the Machine in the song Killing the Name. Initially, the band arrived with a structure total, totally different from the music we know today. The beginning was... Uh, the beginning of it was boring. Uh, things took time to happen, So with the producer's important work, they changed the song and messed up the role structure of the song, Become Rich. The change was important because the original version was not interesting. So I think the work of the producer is important. It's like a, a painter who paints a picture and must step aside to observe the work of watch his painting and give suggestions that will make a difference in the music. So I sometimes have the impression that some producers or even bands forget to analyze the music as a role and think about the structure of emotions that the music should generate. And in the 80s, we had the great architects of music like Tears for Fears in the song Shout that has six minutes and the record company wanted to drop the song but Roland didn't tell all, and the song becomes a hit. Even so, the label insisted on a smaller version, and they made a radio version of the song with Sal, Shal, and has four minutes at the end, and the end with a guitar solo. This goes is all to show how important the structure of a song is.
0: Fantastic. Once again, my friend, I, I applaud your, um, your prep and your answers are fantastic thank you very much and i appreciate as well not being your first language so it's it's fantastic thank you very much
4: thank you um, thank
0: you uh, uh, yeah folks i i'm i wish i knew um are you joining us from brazil is that right
4: yeah brazil
0: yeah my, my girlfriend's uh, got portuguese heritage so you'd like to think i know some portuguese but oh, i i don't um I'm trying to think of any. All I can think of is Bacalao. And I mean, I think that means salted cod. Um, but that's about as far as... That's Why do you know mm. that? Yeah. It's <laughs> because I, I went to, uh, I had a trip to Spain and then I briefly jumped over the border to Portugal. And there was this, huge stand selling salted cod and it just stuck in my head ever since. Um <laughs> uh, I don't <laughs> I don't yeah. know if it's the same in Brazil, but you're a West um, Country lab with simple I things say,
2: like fish on like... your mind. <laughs> yeah.
0: <laughs> yeah. I w I wanna <laughs> say Bondia. Is that is that Portuguese Bondia? Yeah.
4: It's Portuguese. It is. Bondia. Yeah, there we go.
2: I, yeah, I've played got, I got in something a, in there. I've played in a, a band like for a while, like and um uh, well, and we uh, a really good friend of mine um, was in another band, and he, he he's a drummer, and he depped for us um, a couple of times. We were a function band, like, and he's an extraordinary drummer, really, really good. But he was he was he's like port, half Portuguese, half uh, American, I think. But like, he's like um, absolutely stunning, sort of metal drummer was his main thing, but he sort of mixed it up with like this kind of latin sensibility which i guess he got from you know um from portugal but like he just like you know it was like i've never really heard a metal drummer who sort of had that and the mixture of the two of those was like i used him on quite a few recordings i did for other friends and people Uh, when i was running my studio i used to get him in as a session drummer the only thing is he could never play the same thing twice literally you never ever get the same take like so you'd you play a song and think oh that's great we'll do it like that next week and never no it never repeated but it was just like you know very random his playing but like brilliance as well so yeah yeah that um that latin vibe he's still doing it, i think in in this metal band but like quite an interesting one they were called alternative car park there you go Mm. <laughs> <laughs> the
0: uh the metal band from from brazil sepultura yeah um yeah um be, being a metalhead myself i i and there, there's a great live video of theirs from the 90s where they get all these um sort of um vintage and cultural brazilian instrumentation in, mm. and it's absolutely amazing they build up this whole pastiche of, of this of this track using all these vintage uh, instruments and it's absolutely incredible. And I, I think there might be some capoeira in there somewhere, which is a Brazilian martial art. I did that for a while. I wasn't very good.
2: Um, I kept Just kept throwing salty anyway. Um, <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's a running joke now that that's the only Brazilian, uh, the only
0: Portuguese that I know with my with my yeah. girlfriend is it's, uh, it's bacalao, um, and I don't even eat
4: fish. <laughs> Brazil has a lot of great musicians, like the drummer of Sepultura, Eloy Casagrande. Yeah, mm. yeah, yeah. He's yeah. A great, yeah, drummer. Yeah. great yeah, drummer.
0: Yeah, Yeah, fantastic. yeah, fantastic. In the nineties, they were they were awesome. They're still good now, but yeah. In England, subject.
2: you're a good drummer if you can count to four. That's it, really. I mean, you don't have to be yeah, able to do and much not else. fall off your stool. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you know, look at look at the bloody Beatles, man. I mean, have you, you ever know, been? Everyone goes on about show. Everyone goes on about Ringo being great at playing for fuck's sake. (laughs) I've never been, I'm trying to think if I have. I I might have seen
0: them at a festival, but I might have been half cut slash pissed. So I don't remember. Um, I I want to say yes, but it wouldn't have been the 90s Sepultura. It would have been like the the later incarnation with uh, when the, um, uh, who are the guys? It's Igor, uh, the Cavalera brothers were no longer in. No longer in the uh, in the band, uh, which is a shame. like I think um, that the,
4: the, the new drummer of Sepultura has uh, a great punch in his drum kit, and man, it's 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 a great drummer. You have to see them in a show; it's different. Mm. Mm.
0: Yeah, I mm. will look it up. I will look it up. I get a, my my week is now going
2: to be Sepultura <laughs> slash um, Rush. Yeah. <laughs> well, Neil <laughs> Neil Pert's not like bad at playing, is he? You know. Well, wow, well, wow, exactly. Yeah, 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 yeah. Oh. yeah. It's,
0: it's not bad drummers there. Um, any any other thoughts on um, Walls of Time?
1: Was it, uh, yeah, I I really I really liked it. Um, I liked how the the kind of the, the mood of the song was. It was almost uplifting and kind of melancholy at the same time. Um, you know, it's 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 like that. It's it's that strange kind of uh, kind of vibe where. It kind of makes you feel a little bit sad, but a little bit kind of like uplifting at the same time. So like, I I really like that. I really like when songs do that. Um, I thought yeah, I thought the arrangement was really good. Like all all the different parts worked like really well together. Um, I mean I'm I'm struggling to think of anything to criticise. To be honest, um, I I thought I thought it all sounded really good. Um, I would I would kind of need to hear the rest of it to kind of hear like the, you know the the all the parts like in the context of the full song, but um, no, I, I thought it was great. I really liked it.
4: Thank you. Nice. <clears throat>
3: um, Jake, any thoughts, buddy? Um, I thought it had uh, like in terms of the sound, it had like a, a beautiful roundness to it where you had like the soft pad in the background and then those plucky synths juxtaposed and then like pulling through. I, I just thought it sounded really nice mate It was really good production.
2: mm. Yeah, it does sound good.
3: Yeah, yeah, the production. I thought the
1: production. Was uh, really
2: yeah, good too. yeah, hundred yeah. percent. Can I ask a quick question, will mind Um, I've heard through somebody. I think it was through to do with their label, actually. But like, um, was saying that it's there's a real growth in like synthwave in Latin America in general. Um, like in, in that there's a real in that part of the world that synthwave is getting quite big. Is that true? Is that something you think would be? true that synthwave is popular or becoming popular
4: yeah in brazil synthwave has become popular we have a great community from producers of synthwave and it's much become popular in the last year i we we meet each other and we Make a, a WhatsApp group to discuss about production, about timbres, about uh, synths. And Brazil has a lot of uh, produce, synth wave producers.
2: Hmm. Hmm. Interesting, because I had started to hear about it, but you know, didn't know. So that's really cool. Great. I'm going to sell all my stuff to Brazil.
1: Yeah, I've I've noticed that recently. Like a lot of the people that have been adding me on SoundCloud have been mm. from South, South America. Mm. Like it's,
2: it's just great to hear a growth in anything it's great. Yeah. That's really cool. You'll have to
0: um as part of this group, all mine, you'll have to uh post the link to this episode. But this is shameless self-promotion for the podcast, but um uh, post a link to this episode in your WhatsApp group when it goes live. And um yeah, of course. we'll get we'll ex yeah, we'll expand the the Latin the Latin American uh audience, which would be amazing. I I remember having a conversation there's a there's an Argentinian synth promoter which is i cannot remember it for the life of me but they they were really really good and this was a couple of years ago but i know there's um i've spoken to a number of argentinian bands from who are synth orientated but it's so cool because i like that because you still got that sort of latin american tin tinge to it as well which is really really nice and a nice different flavor to the because there's a lot of synthwave artists and a lot of it can sound similar so having those different Aspects come in is really, really nice. It's good having different
2: flavours into it as well, different injections of things into synthwave so it grows and becomes a more interesting genre.
0: Yeah.
2: 100%, 100%. Yeah, definitely, definitely. Um,
0: Thank you very much, Warmind. Um, Last but by no means least, Jake, what have we got coming up?
3: So this is uh, my latest single called Ventures Through Space and Time and uh, the way it came about, it's a bit of a weird one actually. Um, we were given the task of doing an audio-visual project at college. Um, so I was in this sort of film score sort of mindset. And uh, this track ended up turning into like a pseudo-orchestral track with like a Van gelis and Jean-Michel Jarre sort of feel. Um, and it's, it's out now on all streaming platforms. So if you like the little snippet you hear... Uh, please do check it out. I'd love to get the streams up on it.
2: <laughs> is it is it under your name, Jake Major? Yeah, yeah. Is that is it under or?
0: Yeah, yeah. It's just my name, mate. I fantastic, fantastic. The links will be in the show notes for this. But before we move on to this, there has been a comment on YouTube, um, which is amazing. Let's. Here we go put That in there, uh, there's been a comment on YouTube and it says it's from Cyberdoll. So, shout out to Cyberdoll. I love Synthetic Dimension Band, fantastic band from Brazil. I've never heard of them. Uh, I've, does that sound familiar to anyone? It's Synthetic Dimension. Is that a band you know of, Wall from Brazil? Possibly, no Stun silence. Cool, let's play uh, Jake Major's track. Let's give that a go. <laughs> Again, in the interest of fairness, I'll stop it there. But that, that bass line, and then when those chords sort of come in, there's a song, and it reminds me of a song, and I cannot think of what it is. And this happened to me last time on The Producers' Pub, and I I remembered it afterwards because I I'll put it in the chat. and I cannot, for the life of me, think of what that bass line, the song is that it reminds me of. But it's really cool. What are you using for that bass line? It's um, that, that weird sort of sort of effect you've got going on there.
3: So... The thing is, I don't actually have my own home studio yet. That's something I'm saving up for, and it's obviously quite a hefty price you've got to pay. So I'm just using the facilities at college, and they're all stock Logic sounds that I've used there. And for the for the bass, um, yeah, I just took a stock Logic sound, and I got uh, the low pass and the high pass, and I stuck some chorus on the high pass, and then uh, just compressed both of them and glued them together.
0: Right, is that Alchemy? Are you using Alchemy the the logic plugin?
3: Yeah, yeah, that that will be. Yeah, yeah,
0: yeah. That's a great, great free synth plugin. Uh, like, uh, so far as like stock native plugins go, it, Alchemy's fantastic. I love the fact you can you've got that little box. I'm doing this uh, if you're watching this on YouTube, you because I'm making the box sign, but you can move between different timbres of the of the sound, can't you? You can drag it around, which is really really yeah, cool. A, it's a really, really good choosy. plugin. Like- um, Hundred um, percent. Open up to the floor, folks. What what are what are our thoughts?
1: I Liked it, yeah. Like um, yeah, I, I I agree with the bass. That that was the first thing that kind of stood out to me. I I thought it was like, yeah, it's like a really really nice nice sound that you kind of put together for the bass. Um, yeah, I mean, like I I was kind of sad when when we had to click stop. So like you know that that's that's a good sign because I kind of wanted to hear where it was gonna go. Um, but yeah. Yeah, no, it's um. I, I like this. You know, I, I'm I'm probably going to go and listen to like I'll go and listen to it yeah. afterwards because I want I want to hear what happens. <laughs> I think Thank one you, thing
2: buddy. I'd I'd thought, Jake, was that I like I like the sounds and I like that I felt like it, you know had a good vibe. But I think sometimes it's like looking at the inversions of the chords or looking at like maybe you know or sort of extending the chords or something so that. Because it felt like after the couple of repeats, when the chords came in with the the bass and whatever, like you kind of could hear where they were going next. But you kind of wanted them to sort of extend or go a bit further, maybe. And just like sometimes it could just like, you know, you just add another dimension by like sort of just sort of rising. You know, I could hear the chord kind of going a bit further up um, the octave or something or or a melody or something. But, you know, at the same time, I really felt they were really gelled together. I like the way you created that bass and stuff that worked really well. And that rhythm is like, you know, really pulls you through. So, you know, and it is difficult when you're using stock plugins. You haven't got as much sort of sonic options so you're being inventive with what you've got which can actually be fantastic I think you know rather than going like oh well I've got all these amazing plugins and all I do is select a preset and there we go is you're going like oh well this is sort of what I've got and I can't quite make what I want so I'm going to be creative to try and get it sounding like what's in my head and often you invent and discover new techniques and things through doing that which are really invaluable and make you much better producer long term I think so I think it's a really good good thing sometimes to have a limited sort of you know thing to work with and again it might be that like sometimes it's like you can have a limited sonic palette but then you can go like you can think musically like uh, what do I do rhythms or melodies or extensions of chords or things you know um because it's like um a lot of people like, you know, can be very inventive with those things and actually use kind of quite simple sounds and make it really, really work because the way they use them, you know. So it's the combination of production and musicality, isn't it? Mixing the two together. Thank you very mm. much,
1: mate. Uh yeah, I, I kind of agree with the the chord thing. Um, like uh I don't know, like maybe maybe something that you can drive maybe like some substitutions or um like some something like uh that I do occasionally is um even just like swap see, see see when like the progression plays for the second time, even maybe just pick one or two of the chords and then maybe even you swap it out for the re- like the relative major or the relative minor and then just when when it plays the second time it just it gives it like a slightly different kind of flavor and it can just kinda of take take the listener off guard a little bit. Um
2: add a sixth or a seventh or something like that, um you know, above the chord or like a sort of suspended fourth or something you know what I mean those kind of things are just changing because I think a lot of people end up with that kind of I mean this is not of your tune, but I think it's true in general the genre that you hear a lot of things and you go like right we've got the triads here anything else we can do you know kind of thing and it's like when and yet some people are massively inventive with that and you get some incredible chord voicings like because I mean some people in the genre are really good at keys and i'm not particularly a keyboard player myself but like you know my um but like um but it is of course with the sequencer you can do that you can just go like you get your basic triad and then you kind of rearrange it and then you stick a note above or you add another you know um extension in and sometimes it could just create magic you know so it's and again maybe it's only one in the four chords that has that in it just and it only has it on the second repeat or something just to give it flavor you know so that, that can be interesting yeah
0: excellent thanks gents um warm, warm mind uh any thoughts
4: Man, i agree with you all I slide tales about the music and um, i think that i like the drums i like the bass and i think the it's, it's a great music if i if i i, and I could uh, I would like to to hear the entire track in, in other time. Yeah,
2: yeah, definitely.
0: Yeah, um agreed. I I like the uh, exactly what what you've all said there and what Russell said in particular about like when you substitute or you use the relative minor or major. I love doing that. Um I use it a lot towards the end of pro, um, progressions as well if I'm going into like post bridge um something like that. I think it's really good. And also what Tim said about there about adding seventh and sixths or even taken away as well, taken away notes um, is fantastic. Gents, we've come to the end, but before we do that, Pashang has joined us in the chat, uh, who has been on a couple times. It's 3.38 30, a.m. where he is, and he says, Hmm doesn't sleep for no. the synthwave source. No, he doesn't. He doesn't, honestly. He, doesn't. he slept about two um, hours
2: and all the time I've known him. It's nuts.
0: Uh, Cyberdoll says, if one day you're going to look at the songs of the band Synthetic Dimension. I'm sure you'll like it. They have an uh, official channel on YouTube. So underrated band. Cool. So a big shout out to Cyberdon Pashang for jumping in the YouTube chat there. Amazing stuff. Um, folks, what we'll do is now, with, as usual, if you've got any key dates coming up or anything like that, um, where the audience can find you as well. And I'll put that link in the in the episode notes. Um, so if we, I'll go around to so Jake. Um, where can our audience find you? And do you have any key dates coming up?
3: Um, so over the summer, I'm taking a little break from gigs and stuff like that. But um, if you just would like to hear about the next uh, gig announcement, you can follow us on Instagram at Major one or you can get us on Facebook. That's just under my name. And um, as I said, I do have that new single out, Ventures Through Space and Time. So if you want to check that out on Spotify or any of the other platforms, it's just under my name as well.
0: Fantastic. Thanks, Jake. Thank you very much. Uh, Wallmind, where can our audience find you online?
4: Man, you can find me in Instagram. Only circa Wallmind Music. Spotify, Deezer, ah, Bandcamp. Bandcamp is important that the people can support us. <laughs> YouTube yes. and YouTube yep. too.
2: Fantastic. I'll put those links in. All9. Uh, Yeah, you can find me at Isle 9 Music just about everywhere, apart from Twitter, where I'm also at Isle 9 Synthwave. But TikTok, you know, YouTube, Facebook, under a rock somewhere, Um, eating bad food with Mark in Exeter. Yeah, I'm always there. And, um, uh, yeah, you can also hear and find Mirror Dome, which was a track, I played for my side project at Mirror Dome Music um, on all platforms and all social media things. Um, And that's coming out on the 11th of August, that track. So it would be fantastic if you can follow us on Instagram, fantastic if you can go and listen to the track because we are totally new. That is debut single single for us called Crystals. And um, also you can hear me. I will be playing live at Duskwave's event um, on what, the 14th of October. And um, that's a Saturday in the afternoon at the Strong Rooms. But, like, I'm sure to have some releases before then, and you just find me online and say hello. Lovely. And finally,
0: Russell Nash.
1: Uh, yeah, I'm on all the platforms that everyone's mentioned, but, like, uh, just keep it nice and neat just uh you can get them on my my link tree so just link tr forward slash russell nash music and it's russell with two l's
0: lovely um once again audience listening all those links will be in the show notes as well so please do go and support the artists to follow them on their relative platforms and whatnot because it's amazing stuff and um do go check that out gents it's been a pleasure as always this um for the audience listening as well This is going to be the last one until I think the next one's going to be coming out in October because although there will be weekly episodes of the podcast, um, I've taken a bit of a break over August. I'm going off on some jollies, so uh, there'll be a bit of a break with the Producers' part. but it will be coming back with a Vengeance in October because I think it's already fully booked. I think November might be as well. So um, once again, gents, big thanks, and enjoy the rest of your day. Thank you. Whoa! Before you go, make sure to snag your free Test Master from Synth Music Mastering. Imagine enhancing your music with my steadfast dedication to quality and that personalized touch. And here's the kicker it's absolutely free, no cost at all. Simply head over to synthmusicmastering.com or click the link in the episode description to claim your free Test Master.